Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drewer. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, I reckon we'll go straight to it. Tell me what's going to happen with the AFL season. The rumour has it, June the 11th, kick-off. Training as we speak. Do you know what? Three-week block of training, and they're into it. Well, honestly, I respect you. I bet I know why they've chosen June the 11th to celebrate my birthday on June the 12th. Is that what it is? I reckon that's what it was. Yeah, 80th be. this year too, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a special one this uh, year. 25. Um, um, now, hang on. What do you reckon? Yeah, three three week block training. training block now, as but, we speak. But they haven't started. They have, they're still whistling players to come back home, aren't they? Well, they were, had to be home by a certain date, and I can't tell you what that date was. So, um, But the Porter are well ahead. Apparently, they're really happy the way they've been Things have been what, training. Charlie driving around that yeah, circuit. At, in cars, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's getting around quite well, isn't he? Well, I don't know, because he evidently is a car fanatic, from what yes. I understand. Yeah, he's got a shed. He's hired a shed yeah. somewhere yeah. with a but, full of but cars. didn't yeah. Rory Sloan knock him off at the Big Bend? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he was a bit too heavy for the car, the car weight ratio oh, or something like condition. that. in condition. He's ready to go. He so I've heard, so, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, he's only had one injury so far this pre-season, hasn't <laughs> yeah. he? We've only had one game. One game. What's well, still top? <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's on, you know, he's on track. He's had one game, one injury, one miss, hasn't And he? he's got one life left, I think, because oh. this is it if he doesn't... Uh, so um, hang on, what is it? Three okay. weeks. Three-week block, yeah. training block. Yeah. Kick-off, they're looking... Uh, June, June the 11th. 11th. Um, the grand final will be late October. Late October. No buy before the finals yep. is, is the rumour. Right, right. um, SNFL, Port and the Crows could be gone, the clubs. They can't afford, I beg your pardon? Yeah, can't afford to, to support the two teams. And the other thing I reckon might be a bit of a problem is I think they'll cut the squads back to 35-ish, Rick, which means, as we've done a few little figures before the show, 22 on the ground, or 22 players on, on the field on the ground. Correct. They'd usually take three or four with them as, as emergencies and spares or whatever you want to call them. Leaves you nine on the on your playing list. Well, you, how many top-up players are you going to use from the country clubs? Oh, well, that, well, that obviously would explain if you're not going to have a Crows and Port Adelaide sandful mm. side. We're talking, you've just casually wiped off 150 years of Port Adelaide Magpies, <laughs> well, haven't you? It's not what I want, Rick, but um, uh, I mean, it was a bit different. I went and watched the grand final last year and it was a bit different, Rick. It's not watching the old Port of Old that you knew every player out there and, you, you know, they played for that club for 10 years plus, some of those guys. It it was it only played half a dozen games, All right. you know, a lot of them. Okay, well, listen, let's assume that the rumour that you've heard is correct. June the 11th? Yep. Tell me this, where are they going to play? That is a good question. <laughs> oh, thanks, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good question, and we were nutting things out here before the, before the day. Oh, were we? <laughs> Yeah, and our producer heard us and she said, I hope you're not saying that on air. So we won't go through all that again. Well, it, but it's very confusing, isn't it? I mean, because like... If it's going to be a 14-day lockdown, it's going to be very awkward to, to organise, isn't it, Rick? As well, we... I, I think I mentioned on the show last week, and I love footy, I love all sport, and I, I must confess I'm missing not having the footy right now, but... I still think that life has to be put into perspective and that 
there are more important things than the football industry or the netball industry or the soccer industry or whatever that we've got to get the community back to work mm. in a reasonable yep. state and with a reasonable set of rules. Now, I was listening to Professor Michael Curios the other day on the radio. And Has he, was... he got a son? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> in his part-time, he's a t- tennis coach. Um, <laughs> but he was talking about the concept of the new normal and what, yep. and we don't really yep. know what the new you normal know. is going to be. But in the conversation, the thing that I it struck me, and I, and this is what worries me about Gill and the Sacker and Cricket Australia and everybody else, he talked about within the concept of the new normal that, quote, large gatherings are a long way down the track. Mm, well, there you go. Now, okay, the, the, the major competitions like NFL or whatever, they're hoping that they'll get up and running without crowds. So that, that gets rid of the yep. big gatherings. And they're going to depend upon television revenue to kickstart them. But what happens... To every other like country code, league, yeah, country yeah, but, amateur league. Yeah, if we just use one as an example, simply because they're all basically the same, but we'll just pick on one we know pretty well. Take the Barossa and Light, call Barossa yeah. Light Footy League. Now, there's no way if you listen to what Mick Bryan, president, yep. has said. There's no way that unless you can have crowds, they can even play. Well, I can't agree with him more. How are you going to pay, like, there's $800 for umpires, or roughly, each Saturday. And that comes out of their gate takings. That's right. No gate takings. Who's paying that? Well, exactly. And, you know, already um, they've been running stories in the ties are on all the different, you know, codes and levels. And, they're, you know, in some of these football leagues, they're saying, please, players, are you happy to play for nothing? Now, that's fine, even if they say yes. But as you've just said, you've still got overheads. Mm. You've, you've, you've got your oval costs. You've got this. Yep. You've got volunteers, but you've got umpires. Are you going yep. to ask them to umpire for nothing as well? Or where's it all start and finish? Right. I don't know. I don't know, Rick. I can't, I can't answer that one. No. I, um... and, and, and one of the other things is that it's possibly not quite as true, although... It, it fits in in some areas of lower-grade netball and lower-grade soccer. But a lot of this amateur football stuff is played on ovals with no fences. Mm. So how do you control people coming in or not coming in? Now, you could argue that in the park right now, of people walking their dogs or whatever. Yep. But it's a huge problem. I mean, you can just... Take your dog with the, the foot. You're going to watch the footy. Take your dog with. Oh, I'm only walking my dog in the park. Yeah. Sorry, you can't watch the footy. I'm not. Yeah. You, know, you take your dog with. But um, I mean, sponsorship's got to hurt too, though, Rick, because well, you, you're not getting the crowd there to see the signs around the oval. Um, it might be a, a message on the scoreboard at half time or three quarter time. They're not going to. Well, it, it's it will be almost impossible to attract a sponsor. Mm. Because if they say, well, what's in it for me? That's right. There's nothing oh, because no there's, there's and, no crowd. Yeah. I mean, you know, even in the Barossa, Gawler and Light League, you've got scoreboards that have got electronics yep. and they put yep. ads up That's at right. half time or whatever. So there's nothing in it for anyone, basically. No. I mean, um, 
a good friend of ours who cooked us a lovely meal the other week. And I was talking to him during the week, and they're running it on their Facebook site, their sponsors. But let's face it, who looks at that? Well, who's going to... That's right. I mean, what are you getting out of that? A well, I wouldn't be happy if I had a, you know, um, tiling business and, and, I'm, and my tiling business getting run on the Kapunda football right. Facebook site. Yeah. Well, yeah. big deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so difficult. And I, yeah, guess, I, I guess us, like all the other people sort of in the media are, are talking about possible scenarios because we don't know what's going mm. to happen. And the, But the one thing that really annoys me just a little bit is that, to be honest, I don't think, I don't think the AFL or Cricket Australia or whoever knows what's going to happen either, and yet they keep promising these dates, just yeah. like you've said, yeah. June the 11th. Yeah, that came up today. Yeah. And, and, so, and rugby um, says I I heard, so. May 28 or something. Yeah. And, and and they reckon the SNFL is going to kick off before, but they've said they can't play without crowds either. Well, you see, you, oh, I've just quoted uh, Mickey Bryan, but if you look at Parkinson with the Sandful, they say no crowds, no game, mm. because no gate, no gate, no food, no, no. booze, yep. and they, they haven't got the money. No. And they can't just go out. And borrow, you know, like the see the SNFL apparently are, but they've got no money anyhow. Yeah. They're broke anyhow. That's right. And so they're going to go and they're, borrow. They're, where, where are they going to pay well, that back? Well, they're obviously totally dependent on the AFL. But I mean, it's just a vicious round circle, isn't it? I mean, like, um, and the thing that worries me is that even as as late as yesterday, you've still got at least the premiers of Western Australia, South Australia, saying. Uh, there's border lockdown. It's mm -hmm. as simple as that, yep. you know. Now, they're not going to change that in a hurry unless, you know, the one thing that, that seems to have broken through the circle is, and I find it very hard to understand why they would have caved in. But I'm absolutely staggered that permission was given by New Zealand for the <clears throat> the New Zealand rugby side to not only be allowed to fly out of New Zealand, but then for New South Wales to allow them to fly in. Sure, they've been taken to yep. Tamworth and gone straight into two weeks quarantine. So the sad thing is, and it's a bit like I was saying, you can't have two sets of rules. Now, that rule's already mm. been broken in that one example. Now, if all of a sudden these states, for whatever pressure reasons, financial reasons, whatever, start to change the rules for a glorified footy team or netball team, then all of a sudden there are no rules. Mm. No, you're right. And then you, can, then you can understand why there'd be sections of the society who'd say, well, hang on, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Well, you start probably saying, hotels start saying, oh, hang on, yeah, we, we're right. not allowed to have a crowd. You're allowed to have a crowd at the footy serving beer and drink and, and food and all of that, but we can't here. Well, and plus you've it's got... a big can of worms you open oh, up. huge, and particularly in the football codes where you've mm. got contact sports. Yep. Although the joke is, they're basically all contact sports because, you know, whether it's basketball or netball, there's two classic... Supposedly they're non-contact yeah. games. Well, Forget there's it. more contact in netball and basketball than there is in soccer. Yeah, I agree. There is. So... Uh, and then there's cuts and bruises and sweating and perspiration and who knows. Well, time will tell, Rick. We, I mean, we can't, we don't know what's going to happen, but, um, you know, 
it's going to be interesting times. Well, I, I think, to be honest, it would be far easier, simpler, and perhaps more logical if we actually forgot about winter mm. and tried to plan for a new start, summertime. I mean, Cricket Australia is basically in the same <clears throat> place, but they haven't even lost a season yet. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, and, they spent some money, though, haven't they? Well, I mean, well, while we've mentioned cricket, I mean, okay, it's they obviously were pressured to offer contracts to, as it turns yeah. out, twenty players. They don't; they've got no idea what money is going to come, be lost, whatever. So they've offered, you know, let's say it's you, a yeah. contract. But, Phil, we don't know how much we're going to pay you yet. Now, that applies to basically every mm. code that's due to offer a contract. And then it goes down the line. Uh, the SACA, Victorian Cricket Association, whoever, they're totally dependent upon Cricket Australia for grants to yep. run them. So the same thing is going to happen when they offer um, squads or contracts to the Redbacks. Yep. They've got to work out how many they're going to offer. That's right. But they don't know how much how they're much? going to be able to offer them. Yeah, absolutely. Might be $50 for four days like your, your time, Rick. <laughs> hey? Trevi might be struggling to pay that house back. Well, you never know. You, do, you don't. But, well, we'll leave it at that with the footy. We're not, we don't really know what's happening. So, you know, we, we well, just... Well, I mean, the, rea the reality is that unlike... The, the big problem we've got in, the, <clears throat> excuse me, in Australia is that <clears throat> they're all short of money. Yeah. Now... Some of the big leagues overseas are so endowed that they've been able to say, right, we've cancelled the season, yep. Red Rover all over. Whereas here, uh, they're not that financially secure that they've been... Well, hopefully, they don't have to do that. But mm. how they get round it... I heard yesterday that the uh, tennis players, um, some of like your Rafa and, and the, the higher rank, have uh, put a pool together, nine million... Just to help the guys that are in, on Struggle Street playing tennis. Yeah. Um, which I thought was great. Well, it is. But yeah. that raises another issue which we could probably address at another show. But you know, we talk about the money in footy or cricket. And really, it's, you know, I think we've got a whole six players in the AFL on a million bucks or so. Yeah. Now, I ask you, uh, and to be honest, I'd never heard of him. Have you ever heard of an Australian... Uh, by the name of Warwick Serpold. No. No, nor have I. Guess what? what? He's only earning $1.4 million. Doing what? Pitching in the Korean Baseball League. Really? 1.4 mil. Now, you talk about the, the tennis players. They're on a different financial oh, basis. Right. And so so we're really the, the, the poor cousin, aren't we? You know, Australian yeah. sport. I mean, you're looking at... Some of them, 25 million yeah. they've won in, but you, then the endorsements are triple that, right. you know. So, uh, no wonder nine we... million to give to the guys on Struggle Street yeah. really isn't a hell of a lot, really. So, so no wonder we're in a we're on a different level on the ladder, yeah, to your huge international yep. sports like your Liverpools and all oh, them. That, that's right, yeah, that's right, yep. So, while we're talking about financially yep. well off sports people. Did you hear about the bloke who left his golf clubs beside his car with a note saying, these prize clubs belong to a fitness fanatic who's an ex-marine, a heavyweight boxer, and also an expert in karate 
and Kung Fu, and I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> when he came back, despite his note, the clubs were gone. And there was another one put in its place saying, your clubs have been taken by a 400 metre sprinter from the Olympic champion, and I won't be back at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's run off and away he goes. All um, right, Rick, that was all passed by the producer. It, it was, it was. It, it had to be slightly touched yep, up, but yep. she did pass she it in the end. Yep, okay, so. no worries, it's all good. So, well, we've talked about nothing for 16 and a half minutes, really, Rick. We've done well. Well, we haven't solved no a sport, lot. So we, we've, we haven't we've solved, solved a lot. absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, folks, until next week when we'll attempt to solve something, <laughs> I'm Rick. I'm Phil.